0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Zila, as you're surely aware by now, is rather wise beyond her years, or at least has the reputation for being so. But that doesn't stop her from playing with kids of her own age from time to time.
1: If she had her choice, she'd go hang out with some of the cool adults at the Black Candle Cabaret, or Lark. But they talked her into playing one of those games where you share secrets in the alley, and it's hard to pass up small-town gossip. I heard. This is Walter, a builder's son. That they're going to tear up the town and start all over again. What? But th- that doesn't even make any sense. It's... This is Zila. It's just finally starting to look like a real town. Why would they start over now? Well, I don't know. All the adults are
0: freaking out about something. Here comes Betts. Short for Betsy or Betty or something, she goes darting around the corner. She leans in around the side of the alley to catch her breath and yell at everybody. Guys, it's that. Guy from the ship with the, the he with the armor he's right there, he's in the street, come look. The consector? Oh my gosh. There they go. They scramble out from wherever it was they were under this awning and peeking around the corner to take a look. Lo and behold, there is Phineas Thatch. They of course don't know him by name, but he is that guy, one of those guys in all the armor. He has a mace. They think they're all consectors. They look at him. He, walking around the street, seems to be looking for something himself and sees them. There's a moment of strange eye contact, and suddenly he is prowling straight towards them. Oh, shit, run! Bets! yells, we didn't do anything wrong, it's is taking off down the alley, just booking it. It wasn't me! Walter screams as the kids scatter the fuck out of there.
1: Zila is rooted to the spot, though, held there by curiosity or foolhardy bravery or something like that
0: and then phineas is pretty much right over her towering over her looking down face to face are you zila guthrie corner with the water tower looming overhead. Phineas stands before Zila, looks her in the eye.
1: Her eyes are huge. All her friends have abandoned her, though they haven't gone far, probably hiding just behind those trash cans at the end of the alley.
0: Are you Zila Guthrie? He repeats, looking straight at her. He knows that she is. He just needs her to say it. Who cares? Zela? I don't know if you know who I am. My name is Phineas Thatch, and I am Ad Sekla to Prime Consector Jonas Spar. We are here on behalf of the Trust on a special mission.
1: Zila is terrified, but she has her game face on. Defiant, not revealing a thing. Her father taught her well.
0: Is he here to arrest her? Maybe he is. Maybe this is it. Maybe the game is up.
1: They finally found them. Maybe. Don't give up anything yet.
0: Zila, there was a note delivered. The mission, the trust mission inside of the post office. Did you deliver that note? No. Look, I already know that that was you. I we have several eyewitness accounts that saw a girl matching your description. I'm all but certain it was you.
1: So, is that not allowed?
0: The kids at the back of the alley are watching their friend, possibly undergoing an imminent arrest. They are absolutely riveted and terrified. She's actually giving him some back talk. There's
1: sniggering and shoving.
0: Phineas glances briefly over his shoulder.
1: Instantly, it goes quiet. Their heads disappear, ducking down behind the
0: trash cans. The person who gave you that note may be in danger. From you? No, not from us. They were asking us for help, but they didn't show up at the meeting that we were going to have. Did you deliver that note?
1: You think they're in trouble just because they didn't show up somewhere? Maybe they just didn't feel like it.
0: it. Was a knot in Zila's stomach. Fuse? In trouble? Why would Fuse be in trouble? What kind of trouble would Fuse be in?
1: As one worry lessens, ugh, they're not looking for her. Another worry grows.
0: What's the matter with Fuse? Her emotions are seesawing. One element of terror is dwindling. This man, this Phineas, is not... Looking for her, not looking for her father, that is a relief. But something is wrong with Fuse. Her anxiety is growing. We know you delivered a note. We need to get in touch with the person who gave you that note. And it's very important that you assist us. Who gave you the note, Zila?
1: Zila looks him hard in the eye for a moment. She doesn't know this guy. He doesn't immediately strike her as being a bad man, and her worry for Fuse overcomes all else.
0: And he doesn't look like what she thought this kind of person would look like. For one thing, he's younger. He he doesn't really look too much older than her, but there's something in his eyes. He's looking at her. He he is not the kind of person, well, not the kind of conceptor she used to know. And maybe that's part of it too. He just looks like a person.
1: His name's Fuse.
0: Do you know where he might be?
1: I know where he lives. Can you show me?
0: And she moves away. Away from the alley. Away from the water tower. Her friends...
1: Watching in awe.
0: And glancing back at Phineas, who stands, moves off into the street, back out of the alley, into the flow of foot traffic and wagons, and begins to weave uneasily... Down the hill, Phineas follows.
1: She's moving quickly. She's not making it easy for him to keep up with her. But she does glance back over her shoulder, keeping an eye on him. Phineas,
0: as usual, attracts quite a few stares. Everyone in the street is in awe of his presence.
1: Zilla leads him to a row of identical houses on a quiet side street a little bit further down the hill. Little bungalows, little identical sheds she points at one of them it's that one thanks for your help
0: you can go now and phineas strides up to the door
1: Zeela lingers by the fence watching him fascinated
0: phineas on the porch looks back at her he makes a shoe gesture
1: she hunches her shoulders a little bit to appear smaller but otherwise doesn't do anything
0: the porch is bare except for a small flower pot and a rocking chair The doors are shut. The windows are shuttered.
1: Seems like a normal house by the standards of this place.
0: A woman on a porch adjacent sitting on a stool doing some kind of weaving looks at him curiously, brows knitted. He nods his head to her and turns to the door, raising a powerful gauntleted fist and raps. Mr. Fuse? Nothing. Nothing.
1: He lets the silence stretch out for a moment. People often like to check him out from the windows and confer amongst themselves before they answer the door for an ensecla or a consector.
0: Nothing. He knocks again. Zila is still there.
1: Must not be home.
0: Where else would he be?
1: mm Lots of places. He likes walking around all day. Patricia's Cafe, the cabaret. Patricia's? Yeah. He He likes to eat breakfast there, but... Way past breakfast time now. He'd not be there anymore.
0: Where would he usually be at this time? I don't know. Phineas knocks again. Stronger this time. Mr. Fuse, this is Ad Phineas Thatch. By the power vested in me, I request access to your home. So informed, I am coming in. This is a little clumsy for Phineas. He hasn't had to do this before. He's actually not quite sure what to say, but that sounds right.
1: Are you going to break the door down? Zeal is right next to him. Whoa. He gives a little start.
0: Well, thankfully, he doesn't have to break the door down. The door is unlocked.
1: Shoots a disapproving look at her.
0: Look, I asked you to go. Okay. You can stay here, but keep by the door.
1: Phineas glances sidelong at the knitting neighbor as he says this. He doesn't want to cause a scene, attract more attention than he has to, even if it means putting up with this kid. Phineas,
0: pushing the door open, calls into the dark interior. Mr. Fuse, I am not invading your privacy. I am just checking to see if you're here. And evidently, Mr. Fuse is not. The tiny one-room interior is very small and contains only a minimum of furniture. A small coffee table, a workbench. There appears to be a tiny cot pressed against a wall, a little kitchen net. In the corner, one small, cramped room.
1: But as his eyes adjust to the darkness, he sees something in the chair by the table.
0: Someone. Zila sees it too. Fuse. Sitting in the chair, in the tiny kitchenette, at the tiny dining table, with a cup of coffee in one hand, other hand on his lap. is an older man with a bushy mustache, Sitting, head slumped forward, eyes staring. This is, more or less, precisely what Phineas was afraid would happen.
1: Zela, eyes wide, is looking to him for some kind of confirmation. She begins to move forward into the house. His hand
0: comes forward, stopping her.
1: I want to see if he's all right. She tugs against his grip
0: stay by the door but this is a crime scene a
1: crime scene just
0: stay here Zila, please phineas steps forward into the dim interior of bungalow he gives him a quick once over inspecting fuse doesn't touch him doesn't move him the man is obviously dead and furthermore dead as of fairly recently Short of moving him to detect any sort of rigor mortis or lack thereof, it's hard to say. Phineas is not, well, frankly, authorized to fully inspect any sort of crime scene. They have other people for that.
1: Still, this task has been assigned to him. Personnel isn't exactly in abundance around here.
0: Zila is standing in the doorway, silhouetted against the red desert light. One hand on the doorframe, other hand... Clenched at her side, staring at Fuse... She's gone quiet now. Some dreadful realization has taken over her. Phineas eyeballs her, gauging her reaction, and then begins a circuit throughout the single room. (laughs) A loud sniff from the doorway. It is a very modest living space. The kitchenette dominates perhaps one quarter of the entire room, and... The room itself isn't large to begin with. There on the counter, the accoutrements for having the cup of coffee, presumably, that he drank, being made, the grounds, the scoop.
1: In another corner of the room, there's a work table of some kind.
0: Of some significance, too. A robust workstation, lots of drawers, many cabinets, several shelves that have been hand-mounted to the wall above to contain, support... Various work boxes, various cups full of tools, small detailed wrenches.
1: The man was apparently somewhat handy, something of a tinkerer.
0: Alongside the shelves are many different almost diplomas or certificates kind of tacked up, framed in various positions around.
1: He leans forward and gives one of them a closer look. Some sort of certificate thanking fuse for... 20 years of dedicated service to the Loxley Lights Company.
0: It even appears to be signed by Mrs. Loxley herself, acting CEO of the company. Beside that, another letter thanking him for 30 years of service to Loxley Lights.
1: 40. 50.
0: 50 years in the employ of the Loxley Lights Company. On the table, light bulbs. In various states of manufacture.
1: Delicate filaments and tiny instruments laid out in rows.
0: The man made light bulbs for fun.
1: Even retired.
0: Zila, what do you know about Fuse?
1: What What do you mean?
0: Her eyes are still on the old man in the chair. What did he do? Did he work?
1: No, he's he's retired.
0: Why do you know him? Zila.
1: He comes to the bar where my dad
0: works. Is that why he gave you the letter? He's, fr-
1: he's friends with everybody.
0: Why did he give it to you? Where?
1: I don't know why he gave it to me, not somebody else, but yesterday morning he was coming back from breakfast and I just happened to be passing him and he called me over and did a little magic trick, one of those silly magic tricks that he always does, and just gave me the letter and asked if I could deliver it. She blinks and seems to come back to herself for a moment. What... what was in the letter? What, what is all this about?
0: I'm afraid the contents of the letter are classified. The space is a time capsule. A tomb to a man with a history. There on the wall beside the framed letters from Imogen Loxley. An item mounted that stops Phineas in his tracks. A golden embossed placard.
1: Nothing really very special about it. The trust prints out thousands of these things.
0: It is addressed to Francis quote-unquote Fuse Peabody, congratulating him on the occasion of his account reaching balance. Zero. Free of all debts. Free of all kindum after so many years of diligent work. Phineas can't take his eyes off it.
1: Everybody gets mailed one of these things after reaching zero. Not everybody hangs it on their wall, though. Phineas would hang it on
0: his if he had one. Here is the home of a man who literally worked his entire life up through the trust system. And that's something that Phineas has a profound respect for. He looks back across at the man at the table.
1: He does not wear an abacus. But here is a true trustee.
0: He was happy, you say?
1: Yeah. I never saw him in a bad mood.
0: Do you have reason to suspect that he may have had enemies here?
1: Enemies? What? No.
0: This is a bizarre question for Sila to hear. It's as though asking her if her grandpa had enemies. Grandpas don't have enemies. At least most don't, right?
1: Everybody loved him and he loved everybody he
0: okay this is enough of this
1: was he poisoned i don't understand he's just sitting there he's equal
0: parts panic and certainty are rising in phineas fuse was telling the truth in his letter he did have legitimate information of major significance to the trust Significant enough, at least, that someone made sure he couldn't relate it. Someone here, on Midst. Last night. This is huge. Zila is wandering dazedly away from the door, backing out onto the porch.
1: I'm gonna go home now.
0: And Phineas turns on her in an instant, realizing what he must do. What has landed in his lap. No, he moves toward her. You're not going anywhere. You're coming with me. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.